Yeah. Yeah, you should get that for her. I, I want to buy that for her, John Paul, but it's expensive. But I have an idea. I have an idea for this. Oh. If you give me a nice big raise, uh-huh. I can afford that for her for Christmas. You know, since it's for your wife, sure. Why not? You serious? You fell for it again. That's twice. Everybody listening, keep count. That's twice he's fell off over that joke. Stop the show, John Paul. All right. Welcome to the Old Titans. This is John Paul, your host. And the executive producer, co-creator, writer, editor, and very underpaid, the one and only Beanie And I'm just host. And you're just host. Just host. You're just John Paul. Right, just John Paul. I do all the work. All the work. All the work. Okay, well, okay, all the work, man. Take it. What? Okay, that's, that's what I thought. See, the minute it was handed to you, it was what? No, I'm, I'm giving it. you a moment to shine. Uh, I do all the backstage yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I do think we actually do need to turn to you for our first part, though. What's that? The B-Man question of the week. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, I can't remember how it was worded exactly, but long story short is superheroes have that big grand opening, usually, if it's done right. Like the character coming on screen. Yeah. Type the first thing. time you see the superhero. Okay. What is the coolest, the best moment superhero entrance ever? All best one where character comes on screen. Um, for clarification, the first time the character comes on the screen in any way, shape, or form, or the first time they kind of burst onto the scene in costume. First time their costume burst onto the scene. That whole this thing. This is the superhero, yes. Okay. Um, I think it has to come down really to. Um, Two of them, okay. Probably, I think the runner-up is Wonder Woman um, when she throws off the cloak and climbs the ladder up into No Man's Land, because that's the first time you see her in the full Wonder Woman costume and outfit. Up to that point, you've seen her in bits and pieces and covered and everything, but that's her kind of big moment. And as she climbs that ladder and walks across No Man's Land, that was a good emotional scene. That was that's up there for me, yeah. That's number two, though, I think. I think okay. number one still has to go to Christopher Reeve when he um, flies up into the air and catches Lois and John Williams' music kicks in and catches the helicopter and the music really kicks in. I still get a lump in my throat and just... You want to stand up and cheer every time he does that. You know what, John Paul? You and I are on the same page with this one. For both two and one no, or no, just one? Just one. Okay. Uh, actually, Wonder Woman was up there for me as well, but okay. the Christopher Reeve moment was such iconic... Because, again, even watching it, what, 40 years later now? When the movie came out almost 40 years ago? Yeah, yeah. 40, um, yeah, 40 I'm, years. I still get fired up. Because the music, the scene, him catching her. Um, Christopher Reeve was a very iconic Superman to me. Yeah. He looked the part. He looked like Superman. Oh, yeah. In the comics. Absolutely. And he was amazing at that role. That was such an amazing thing to me that that is my cake. Uh, Runner-up for me, Nightcrawler in X-Men 2. Even though it's not really technically not the costume, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But the whole thing when he's walking in there and, excuse me, sir, and he hit the, the bamf and bamf, that kind bamf, of stuff. Bamf, and then bamf, bamf. Yeah. He just takes everybody out. That one scene was amazing. Was, was. He wasn't superhero. He was brainwashed at the time. Yeah, but that was a... But, oh, so well done. That was a cool introduction to the character. So, um, yeah, those are my top two. Uh, Superman, I do agree with you, is the best. Yeah. And I know everybody always tries to do that. Every single one of the superhero movies, they try to have that moment where the music kicks in and the character first walks on the screen in costume and all that kind of stuff. I mean, the first time you see Tony Stark in the Iron Man costume, um, in the cave, you know, he's still being held hostage and you know he's getting into it. You know it's coming. And then, boom, and he bursts out. It's really cool. 
But not as iconic because it's not the final version of the costume. I kind of thought the Nolan Batman one was pretty cool too as well. And, um, you know, he Holy takes every. I, I believe it was through the drug deal, wasn't it? When they got it the Simpsons going out there and, where are you? Here. You see his like head pop up there and then you the see homeless the guy and then you see the shape of him. Yeah, you see, but because it's Batman and he was so hidden, I think actually Tim Burton did the introduction part. Don't get me wrong, Nolan movies a whole lot better, but the Tim Burton one where the two guys are on the roof, scared, you know, the, the and, you know, what about the bat, man? What about the bat? And then Batman comes swooping in. Visually, that was a cooler yeah. just moment. But as we said before, it doesn't hold up. The movie, no. the movie, that moment. I mean, if you just take a snapshot of that moment. I have a lot of problems with those movies this day. Like, he can't even turn his body. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. It was, well, and even the Nolan movies made fun of that for the second movie. Oh, you want to turn your head? Yeah. Yeah, so they all had to get there. Um, there's probably some other ones. Um, there have been so many superhero movies. I mean, Thor didn't really have one, a moment like that. Um, no. Captain America, in costume, they really made fun of it more in costume. So he didn't have that iconic moment of becoming Captain America like that. Um, I will say, actually, I, I'm not a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man fan. Mm-hmm. But even though it wasn't really his first appearance, it kind of was in a way, when he chased the uh, burglar, yeah. uh, the guy who killed Uncle Ben, yeah. climbed up there, he put the thing on, he you know, spins the web, it catches him, delays for a second. Mm-hmm. And thinking like, I'm not going to do this. And then the car goes past him, he's like, it focuses right around him, and he chases after him, and you can see him swinging in the background. Yeah. That was a really cool moment yeah. as well. They, they all have really cool moments. Um, I was trying to think if there's another one. The original Daredevil, I think the first time you saw him in costume with Ben Affleck, I think he was up in the rafters in the bar, wasn't he? Yeah, I kind of blanked that movie out. Yeah, I mean, parts of it were actually pretty good. It's just the parts that were bad. Were... The Green Lantern one was bad when he first exposes himself to... Yeah, yeah, Green Lantern one was not good. Part of that was the costume. Yeah. Part of it was the uh, trying to do the Ryan Reynolds comedy, but part of it was just the costume. But anyways, yeah. yeah so okay. That was it. That we're was rambling. It. Yes. So news. Into the news. Okay, I gotta do it. Gotta do it. All right. Uh, first item, gotta gotta go there, gotta say it. Justice League dollar wise is definitely underperforming. Um, it's gonna end up making worldwide probably six hundred million. Man. Which is not a bad number. I mean six hundred million dollars. I don't know, I'd like to have it. Yeah. You'd probably like to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie cost <laughs> I want to say somewhere in the neighborhood of three hundred million to make, okay. two fifty maybe, maybe it's two fifty. Um, but then you got marketing, distribution, and all those kind of costs. And I believe I saw one article that broke it down that even if it ends up making between five and six hundred million, it has the potential of losing fifty million or more wow. total. But it kind of depends on. There's guesstimates. Some of this because you know Warner Brothers doesn't publish every dollar amount, so they had to guesstimate how much was being spent on marketing versus how much um, you would end up making. So if it makes closer to 600 and the marketing was slightly less on the lower end of the guesstimate, then it could end up making a couple of dollars. I got to ask this question on that. This always confused me. The toy sales count. No, that none of that counts and the toy sales. And people don't take that into consideration right. because how many kids, oh my gosh, Superman's on screen, they run up to the local child or whatever, Toys R Us, and buy a well, Superman toy. That and, and the apparel. I mean, the shirts and, and the such. The apparel count. Even people like that do like the, the movie, how do you go to the comic shop, buy the comic? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, for that matter, Superman and Batman t-shirts 
forget about these movies. For years, Superman and Batman t-shirts have probably sold more than all of DC's or Marvel's comics combined, if you look at how much money they make on that stuff, because it's such a huge and licensing deal. The way people need to put this in perspective is uh, Free Comic Day, when that you know, first hit, Avengers 1 came out. And we have a mutual yeah. friend who owns uh, Coliseum of Comics here in yep. Florida. Great guy. Great um, shop. Great shop as Let's well. Go there. We went there. Uh, I was at Passion Square Mall all the time. I think it's actually still there. Yeah. Anyways, we went there, and um, long story short was, it was, I went to the Avengers, and it was literally packed in that in that store. You couldn't oh, walk yeah. in there. Oh, yeah. I literally walked in the way to the guy. I said, hey, man, and, and I had to walk out. Yeah. It was so crowded. People don't take into consideration when they see these movies that it's doing so much for the comic industry. Oh, yeah. That when you see Superman, when you see Batman, even the fact that I had to stop buying comics just for, it costs a lot of money and I have family oh, now. Oh, yeah, they've gone up so much. I miss reading Batman. Batman especially. I, don't like, I know my Marvel guy, Batman, is my favorite. When I see him on screen, I'm like, I want to go see what's out there. And they look at the thing, oh, I'd buy this, and I'd buy this, and... I, I, love much, it, I, love yeah. I stop. I don't buy anything, but I'm like, people do do that. So even when it makes losing money there, Warner Brothers does make up in other areas as oh, well. Yeah. Absolutely. And even if it's not Warner Brothers, the whole industry as a whole right. does well. That's why for every one of these movies, even Deadpool and Guardians of the Galaxy, one of which I didn't see and don't care to see, and one of which I saw and didn't like. I love both of them. Okay. And that's fine. I want them all to do incredible numbers. I want every single comic book movie that's worth doing to um, to do well. All right, so let me ask you this question then about um, Justice League. Okay. It is underwhelming. Yeah. Um, now, I actually, you know, I've been pretty hard on the DC movie as well. I don't love this movie. I don't think it's great. But I do think it's decent. Yep. I do think it's definitely worth watching for a comic fan. Um, and that's something I have, I won't say for Suicide Squad or for Batman v Superman. I will say for Justice League. Do you think oversaturation with all these comic characters right now is a problem? When you see these numbers? Hmm. I don't think it is because we talk about it so much it seems like it's oversaturated. But when you look at how much comes out in a year, like this year, we've had Logan, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man, Thor, and Justice League. Right. Five, five movies. Those are the movies. Keep in mind the TV shows as well. Well, there's TV. You're right. There's TV I mean, shows. Netflix but, has a bunch of them. But of the movies, five movies out of, you know, at the, at the end of the year, 52 weeks. So 10% of the year had... No, no, no. It's not 10% of the year, though. That's what you're looking at different no, things. I'm talking in the theater, though. In okay. the theater, 10% of the weeks of the year had a had a major superhero release. And that's why I disagree with you. I'm just saying <clears> at that point. Yeah. These movies stay in the movie theaters for months. They do. Just Guardians of the Galaxy is in the movie theater for two or three months. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman is probably still in some dollar cinemas at this point. It might be. So really, it's really not 10% of the year. It's almost the entire year now yeah. of comic movies in the theaters. It might, it might be like the you know twelve showings a day that they have right now, but still yeah. we have one or two showings. Yeah. So I'm I just, afraid there's so much. Possibly for the general audience that just wants to go to see a cool sci-fi, fantasy, action, whatever type of movie. If you ask that group, they might say, "Yeah, give me a bigger variety," but they still keep going as long as long as it's good. I think that's the key. As long as it's good, and so what is the problem now with Justice League? Because it is underperforming. Let's you can't. Um, Justice League is suffering, I think, mainly from the <clears throat> the, the self fulfilling prophecy of Zack Snyder was very controversial when he was, right. when he's announced. He's, this is his third movie for the Superman main DC stuff. I mean, there was Watchmen or whatever. Before, yeah, sure. But but for the main one, he was very controversial from the beginning. Very underperforming on Batman vs Superman. Um, a lot of anti Zack Snyder. 
um, film, you know, within within the geek, the the the, the part that's controlling the um, the story, the media side of things, a lot of anti Zack Snyder stuff. So you had that. Um, you had, like I said, a lot of movies um, from Marvel as well. I mean, with Marvel, you got Marvel, Fox, and Sony all putting out lots of them. So you got a lot of movies. But those have not had, in the recent period of time, from Iron Man forward, they've not had a dud that started the conversation towards, oh, this is bad. Uh, had, had, Fantastic Four. You're right, Fantastic Four. But because it was Fox, it was seen as an outlier. Okay. It was seen as an outlier, but you're right. That was how bad it was. I completely forgot about it. But for the <laughs> most part, except for that, everybody's kind of enjoyed them along the way, and especially right. the main Marvel ones. So the expectation going in, when you hear a Marvel movie's coming, you immediately think, well, that's going to be good. I'm going to enjoy it. Right now, if you hear there's a DC movie coming, because there's been so much negative press about it, and people who don't like Zack Snyder's style, the immediate thought is, oh, here we go with another one, or I'm not going to like that. And then it becomes a self-fulfilling thing that people don't go and don't show up. They need to get rid of... Well, of course, Zack Snyder's gone from it. They need to not bring him back. And they just need to keep putting out good stories. Do like Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot did for um, Wonder Woman. Just put out a good movie, put out a good story, and do two or three or four or five of them in a row. And people will forget. I mean, the first Batman movie, Batman Begins from Christopher Nolan. Fantastic. Fantastic. It did not do all that great at the theater. In fact, Justice League, I think, is outperforming it. Uh, but keep in mind that it followed two very, very bad Batman movies. And, this, and Justice League followed what the general public perceives as bad Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman. No, Justice League followed Wonder Woman, which is really well oh, it received. Did. Oh, it, it was. But they were so close. And this one, people visually looked at it and saw it as Batman vs. Superman follow-up. Yeah. But I'm, I'm just saying that Batman, but Batman Begins, they did a good story. Right. And people enjoyed it. It under it didn't underperform based on their expectations. Expectations were low. It actually exceeded expectations. Right. So the even though the dollars were similar, the entire story around it was look how great this is. Look how well it's doing. When another one that's doing just as well, if not better, look how bad it's doing because expectations are different. But well, they didn't change. They just made another good movie after it. Expectations because in the comic industry right now, comic movies are doing really well. Yeah. These movies haven't been good. I mean, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to word this differently. Yeah. I should say it right there. Um, they're about Wonder Woman's the only great one. And even Wonder Woman, compared to the Marvel movies, I'm sorry, isn't a top tier class of Marvel movies. Close to it. I would, I would disagree on that one. But okay. Right, you can't. Okay. Um, but it's, it's, it's near the top tier class, but it's not up there. Anything below that has. I mean, Justice League is the second best out of the DC movies. Do you agree with me there? Um, I'm going through it mentally. Probably, yeah. Okay. Probably is. Just, and I, that's what I think it is, too. Justice League is not near the halfway mark of the Marvel movies. Sorry, man. I mean, that's just how it is. also depends on the movie. And again, personal preferences. Out of Guardi all the Marvel movies, it's not... Guardians of the Galaxy, I consider it far superior to Guardians of the Galaxy because I really, really, really didn't enjoy it. Not because right. it wasn't made well, not because the actors did a bad but the, job. But the overall fan base I is... Yeah, I get would, it. Would but that's what I'm saying. It's, I think it becomes a personal preference there. Um, and, you know, I think the more people that see it, most people who see Justice League are actually enjoying it. Whether they're enjoying it at a... Well, that was, that was good enough. I didn't feel like I wasted my money. What which I seems would, about where you are. Is what it? I would say is... Not, or more. If I suggested, I would say wait to cable and watch it. 
That's my suggestion. I wouldn't pay to see it again. Um, I wouldn't pay to get it on DVD either. But you didn't feel like running to the box office saying, give me my money back, like, no, like no. Highlander 2 or things like that. No, you mentioned Highlander 2. I, <laughs> I don't know when to talk about that movie at all. That, that was the first movie I ever wanted to run back to the box office and say, give me my money back. That was horrible. That was bad. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. But anyway. Sorry. Uh, actually, my first one was Battlefield Earth with uh, John Travolta. I knew not to go see that one. I, I, I thought that was going to be great, and I was sadly very mistaken. Um, DC, it, it can still work for them. Uh, problems right now is I think Batman's Affleck's done. I think he really is done. Probably. I think he's going to do the Batman movie and, and that's it. I don't think he wants to do that either. I don't know. I don't think he'll do it. I mean, I really? Just, I, at this point, based on the way he's doing interviews and in, throughout the month of November, um, I don't think he'll do the Batman movie. No I think kidding. I think the only places you're going to see him potentially is um, Flashpoint because um, the, the Flash movie, Flashpoint, will come out before the Batman movie. Um and if he's for some weird reason has a cameo in Aquaman, but I can't see where that would work. I'm kind of wondering then if you do a Flashpoint movie, have a di- have a different Batman, like be his father, and just cast that, and somehow change the universe with that. Batman well, that, that's where that's where um, you've mentioned reboots and all around DC before. Right. Yeah, I don't know that they'll reboot. I don't know that they need to treat it just like you'd treat James Bond and just recast and move on. Who cares? Um, every time a comic book changes artist, the character looks a little bit different. Nobody cares. They know it's a different artist. Right. You know it's the same character. Right. We're smart enough to get and, that. And I agree with you there. I think a casting the order of Batman... I mean, the Dark Knight story, the Frank Miller one, is a fantastic story. Yeah. The original, anyways. Um, I never actually read the third one. But but it would be a, it'd be a good way, though, of... They're not going to be able to do the Flashpoint story exactly the way it was in the no, comics. Can't. They can't. That's do too it. much. But the basics are Flash changes time to save his mom. The world is different. He realizes it's... Not better. There's horrible things happening. Has to change it back. You can't. Change it. Well, he eventually does change it back. But in doing so, things don't get reset exactly the way they were. There are differences. Right. That's where they use that to do the whole New 52. A lot of differences. They don't have to do it that drastic for the movies. But they need to have two or three key items that the audience picks up on to go, aha, that is different. A big one would be... You know, have Batman run, or not Batman, uh, Flash run to Batman to say, hey, I need your help. You know, you're the best detective in the world. You see Batman stand at the computer, or, you know, the big Bat computer or whatever, pulls the cowl down and turns and is like, I'm here to help. And it's a different actor. That would be a key thing that a general audience would pick up on that things are different. I don't think you have to have him throughout the whole thing because in the main thing, it's actually Thomas Wayne, uh, Bruce's right. dad, which has got to be, got to be Negan. I hope it is. Yeah. I hope it is. Um, well, that's that. So yeah. Let's go on. Um, other movie news. As long as we're talking Justice League, we should probably talk about its Marvel equivalent. Not quite as good as the Justice League in the formation of their team. And their historical you are significance. wrong in that one, but again. Well, historically. Yeah, historically. Uh, you're right. Historical. Yeah, that, that, that. As far as the team goes, you're 100% wrong. Yeah, but um, Avengers. Yes. So the next one of those is coming. Uh, this is number three, right? Yep. That's number two. I'm trying to forget. Um, it was better than Justice League. Uh, no, 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 yes, no, no, it was. No, no. Yes, it absolutely uh, was. I, I, I just not a not a big fan of absolutely better than Age of Ultron, um, except for the really creepy. There are no strings on me. That's kind of a little creepy. That was kind of a See, cool scene. That, this way, you bias the shows so much. I like that scene though. I'm, it, I'm not making fun of that. The movie was like better that. than Justice League. They did one thing wrong though. They should have had Steve Rogers be able to pick up the hammer. They should. They should have. Well, there's another one coming out now. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Number three is coming out, and the trailer for it just hit. And this one is Infinity What? There's so many Infinities. Which one is this one? <sighs> Infinity War, I believe. Infinity War, okay. I don't know if... I could be wrong with that, too. But in the comics, there was Infinity... There was Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity War, second one. I can't get Jeez, I can't be wrong with the name of the title now. It's right. Infinity, put it that it's way. Infinity. It's Infinity Stones. It's about the Infinity Stones. Um, the trailer dropped this morning. Uh, we watched both watched the trailer. Yes. What did you think? Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Um, it's what I wanted it to be. It's, it's fun. Uh, shows a lot of characters again. Um, saw Vision a little bit. Captain America. You didn't really see too much. It was really a trailer showing you, okay, these characters are coming back, essentially. It, it gave you some glimpses, so yeah. you know... You know that it's a lot of people, and they made sure to give you a glimpse at two or three kind of surprises, or, oh, are they going to be in there? Please be in there. Please be in there. They gave you glimpses that they are, like Spider-Man. Yes. He's definitely there. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy, they're there. Um, Loki's back. Loki is definitely in there. So some of the fan favorites, they made sure to show you, what, three seconds of each? Yeah, again, like they really didn't show much. But I think Avengers are at the point right now kind of where Star Wars is, where we just gonna show you we're out there and come in soon. Yeah. You're going to see it regardless. Yeah. And we're good. Um, now, things that stood out to me is kind of odd. Okay. Um, Go for it. This is picky. This this is very minor. Of, co- of course it's picky, because it's Marvel will jump off. No, no. I, no I've, I've picked on this same thing with DC. Okay. Um, in an even bigger way, when we were talking like Jimmy Olsen and Supergirl and stuff, when they yeah. changed. Black Widow is a blonde. It's minor. It, it, I feel bad even pointing stuff like that out. But I mean, she's probably incognito or something. She, she's that's what a, I'm, I'm hoping yeah. is part of the story. That's my guess. And it's not one of these things where to get her to come back and agree to do it, she didn't want to dye her hair again. And I she's now big enough that. that she got away with saying that or something. I highly doubt that. She loves the character. Yeah, I know. But I just it's one of those I'm, I'm hoping it's... In worst case, they could CGI the color, I'm sure. <laughs> they they, they could. But the, that stood out to me as really odd. Um, Spider-Man's costume, when you see it, is definitely very Tony Stark, Iron Man looking. I mean, it's form-fitting, not like an Iron Man armor, but it's right. form-fitting armor style. It almost looked like Jim Lee designing a New 52 DC character costume. Um, it, it looked like it had the interla- interlocking plates all over like Superman's costume did. I never liked that when Jim Lee did the DC costumes, and that's kind of what it looks like. It looks a lot better than the Flash costume does. It does look better than the Flash costume. Oh, back to Justice League for a second. This is popped in my head. Does it bother you that Aquaman didn't use a trident? That he didn't use a trident? Yeah. He did use a trident no, all through the movie. No, he did not. No, he did. It had five prongs. Trident is oh, trace. Okay. I mean, is, is Poseidon's weapon correct? Am I wrong here? Well, it depends on which one he has. I don't know which one he has. Because uh, okay. that, be, that could actually be a part of the main story. Well, let's go back to the... Okay, yeah. let's, let's go back to the map with this. But... but as a final thing, that could finding the trident could be a main plot point yeah, for the Aquaman no, movie. I thought, for all I, thought I had you there for a second, but I, knew I, you, you I didn't did, even count. You go into defensive mode right there. I didn't so even we're, count. we're good. We're good. All I can think is he he was using the thing, he, whatever he, you want to call it, a pitchfork the whole time. Okay, Avengers trailer. <laughs> so yes, yeah. Um, and then something. This is not a complaint. This is one that I couldn't put my finger on what it was. Thanos looked odd the entire time. Um, he just didn't look right. He did not wear his headpiece. That's and, why. And that's got to be what it is. I just. I couldn't, but he I couldn't figure it out. He looks very similar to the comic character. Oh, no, he looked good on screen, right. but I couldn't put my finger on what is wrong. And well, usually in the comics right. drawing, especially the covers, he always has a headpiece on. I can't it's like crying over it. Does he take it off a lot in the comics? The only time I remember t- taking him off was actually after Infinity Gauntlet was over. Okay. When um, they pretty much tried to find him, and he was he was done. He 
caught it quits essentially for a while. Yeah. And that's what he looked like. Right. Um, other than that, he's just almost always wearing it. Now, Thanos' goal, if I'm not mistaken, first is to get all the stones right. for the gauntlet. And the stones give you in, like pretty much central power. But he's trying to do that to like win favor with death or yes. something? Yes, he he's in love is with in death. love with death. Okay. Death is kind of a real character, you know. It's There's really weird settings. Well, in Marvel and DC. I mean, yeah. The, like the cosmic entity is actually... Uh, yeah. I don't want to get too confusing. But, but that's... I wonder if they're going to go there or if they're just going to have him wanting to get power. Because that would be a whole lot to try to fit in and make the general audience understand the whole death Well, thing. no, because they actually, at the end of the first Avengers one, they said to court death itself and Thanos kind of turned and smiled. Yeah. So I do think this is about that. It could be. Or they might just throw phrases like that in there. Just to make so guys that, like me happy. Right. So the comic geek yeah. knows... But the general audience doesn't have to get confused. Yeah, you might, that, ha- that happens you, you a lot. You could be right. You could be right. But I mean, I, I don't know. That's one of those things I could see changing if I was even doing it, trying to simplify the story a little bit. Well, they might. Um, the other complaint, though, this is the other complaint. Um, it's kind of like every time you have one of these superhero movies, and this is Marvel and DC both have done this. Sony, X Men, everybody. The actors or their agents, except for Carl Urban with Judge Dredd, always have to show their face. I they take off the mask all the time and have to show their face. I hate that as well. Okay, yeah. the vision. You you got to see. Um, I'm blanking on the actor's name who plays Vision. In I can't this. think of his name right now. Uh, Paul Bettany. Paul yes. Bettany is it. You see Paul Bettany as Paul Bettany in one scene, um, like standing in a window with drapes around him and um, hugging Scarlet Witch or whatever. But he's human. He goes human for a little bit in the comics. You know, but I can almost guarantee you the reason they did that is Paul Bettany's agent said, no, we have to be able to show his face at least once. That's so they can get him more movies later on because people then connect to him as an actor, not behind a mask. I just, yeah. it bothers me every time they do that. No, I, I hate that as well. As much as like Tobey Maguire, better Spider Man, you All could, the time. All you the couldn't time. go three seconds with him as Spider Man before he took off the mask every time. I mean, just, no. just constantly. So I, that just bothers me in any superhero movie. Uh, at least Superman doesn't have to worry. You. I'm with you. Yeah, that's, um, okay, so th- those were the complaints, but it looked it looked really cool. Um, I don't have anything to say other than it looked cool. And it yeah, looked there's, like it there's could be a not movie. much to say about it right now because again, it was two minutes and a half, two and twenty minutes long. Yeah. Like that. It, it's a really really long teaser trailer. It's because they have so much to trailer, tease. But again, it was just showing other characters. That's all it really was. Um, Loki's back in this one. Yep. I honestly think Marvel has realized that Loki's the popular character in the Thor movie. Yeah. And I kind of want to know, is it time to shout Thor and make a Loki solo movie? They might, because, I mean, Chris Hemsworth is probably done. By the time you get to Avengers 4, because yeah. I think they're all still signed on for Avengers 4. After well, Avengers 4... This movie had to do back-to-back, right? Because it's like a two-part movie, I believe. Originally, it was a two-part movie, kind of like Justice League was. And there was so much anti-two-part movie thing that came after Harry Potter and... Um, Hunger Games and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Both movie companies said, oh, no, 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 no. We're making standalone movies. I think it is a two-parter, but they're no longer saying it's a two-parter. It, but either way, I think after part four, all the main actors are kind of done. Right. You know, Chris Evans, uh, Chris Hemsworth, um, Robert Downey Jr. At least those three are probably done. See, I, I question that. Because I think Downey Jr. is going like $100 million per movie, which is insane. They can always be lured back, but also at some point... When is it enough? I mean, like right now, if I was sitting here with a billion dollars in the bank and somebody walked up and said, hey, I'll pay you, you know, 50 million to do this thing that you really don't want to ever do again. 
yeah, you know, that's where it's a lot of money, but that's if my, I really don't want to do that, why do I... That's my fanboy coming out for me, is the fact that I'm set for life. I'll play this character the rest of my life. Oh, that, that's different. No, if I was playing a character I love doing, but if, if I was mentally at the point where I'm tired, I just either physically can't do it, I feel I'm too old, I don't enjoy doing this anymore. And that's anymore. actually why I always wanted to go into the casting part. As a director, as a person, producer, I should say, actually. It's really their job. Because my job as executive producer is make sure you're in check here. Okay. Why don't you people? I want to make sure, number one, you're in this for life. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure I get a fan of the comic first. Yeah. And um, it bothers especially me Fantastic Four. One of the reasons I think it failed is they didn't know nothing about the comics at all. And didn't want to. They didn't want to know anything about the comics. Yeah. That always bothered me about that movie. Um, make sure you're in this, make sure you're in this for a very long period of time. And we're good. That's and again, like you said, the face part. No, yeah. Spider Man wears his mask. Now everybody should see. Like I'm sorry, that right. train scene Spider Man was the stupidest thing to me. Oh, you mean yeah. the time we know we took a picture of him and sold that to the Daily Bugle for two million dollars? Yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat, right. I would do that. I get it. I get it. So yeah. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. TV. Um, well, actually, before oh. that, I remembered one other thing that's movie related. There was. All I can say is what the headline was, because I don't really know nothing about it, but supposedly the potential for Disney to buy Fox is back on the table. That's true. I heard of that, yes. Um, don't know if it'll happen. Don't know you know, when or if it'll happen, but it, it was there, and then it went away, and now it's back again. If anybody has the money, it's Disney. Well, they got the money. It's just whether or not they can come up with the agreement. I actually would like if they just, likes. even if they just, you know what, we'll make the movies again, give us like Sony's doing with Spider-Man. Yeah. I've heard rumors they're taking that back. I don't Supposedly. know. Who knows? Who knows what they I do. hope they don't. It's good right now. Leave it the way it is right now. Yeah. Spider-Man should be part of the Marvel Universe. Um, so, so, yes. All right. So, TV. Yes. Um, the last two nights have seen a huge event that has actually gotten much, much, much better press than Justice League. And it's Crisis on Earth X on the, right. on the CW shows. I'm really behind in these. And okay. so, at this point, go ahead. Spoilers coming up. You can read it for me. Okay. Brief synopsis. What's going on? Okay. Well, I can't spoil everything because I've only seen the first three parts. Okay. Um, I'm watching part four tonight. Even though it all finished last night just due to That's fine. family stuff, I've only seen the first three parts. So it's first 75%. It is, okay, so the story is in the comics, you know, DC has the multiple Earths thing. And for years, it was infinite number of Earths. Mm-hmm. They could, and they randomly made up numbers and letters and anything else. And at some point, um, late 60s, early 70s, they created Earth X. Um, DC's also been known to buy lots of different companies as they're going out of business, and they find themselves with, I don't know, a stable of characters they don't know what to do with. They try to figure out how to blend them in, and there was a group of characters called the Freedom Fighters. They were on an Earth where the Nazis had won World War II, and not only won World War II, but expanded their empire to include the entire Earth. So Nazis rule the Earth in our present time. You know, they've they've been around now for, you know, what are they, 80 years or whatever it is. Um, there's a small group of freedom fighters um, called the Freedom Fighters. They had a short-lived book. It lasted about a year in the 70s that is led by Uncle Sam. You got uh, the Ray um, and several others in there that they're the only heroes that are still fighting against the Nazis. And they did a story, Crisis on Earth X and Justice League, because every summer you had a big JSA, JLA crossover. And every year it was Crisis on fill-in-the-blank, Earth 1, right. Earth 2, Earth X, Earth whatever, on three Earths and so on. Crisis on Earth X was the heroes from JSA and JLA fighting their bad versions from Earth X. Except at that point, they didn't really have counterparts. You didn't have 
like Earth two or sorry Earth three always had the counterparts Ultraman to Superman and okay. Owlman to Batman. You didn't have that. You just had Nazis and such ruling the whole world. Throughout the eighties and into the nineties, they finally started doing the counterparts and came up with the evil Nazi versions of the main characters. So that's the concept they went with for this. So you've got the kickoff of the story is Barry and Iris's wedding. Everybody's getting together. It's a reason for all these characters from all these different shows to be getting together. No, you know, forced thing. The wedding's been coming for a while. Everybody's getting together for the happy nuptials and so on. And Nazis attack. Of course, you can't have a superhero wedding without... Yeah, Nazis want everything. They really do. They really they really do. <clears throat> Nazis are just the worst. And it's, it's the one villain everybody can still hate and not be politically incorrect. It's true. Unless maybe you're... The president right now or something I don't okay know. you know don't get all don't get all, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know what you mean i know i know um but other than that um everybody you know is good with that so you have a world with an evil nazi supergirl an evil nazi green arrow an evil nazi uh, it's reverse flash instead of flash but you know you've got evil nazi versions of those fighting their um, earth one or supergirl's earth counterparts um same actors doing both roles same actors doing both roles with a couple of exceptions in places where they wanted to do kind of neat little twists. Because okay. you got a large stable of characters, so up beyond the main three, you've got a you know a whole lot of other ones. So it's kind of, it's kind of neat seeing a return of an actor here or there that you weren't expecting. Um, I won't spoil that. It's kind of neat seeing, you know, hey, look, it's such and such, and then you never see him again. But you get a neat moment. Please be Felicity. She's going away forever. You do see a um, uh. Earth X version of Felicity. However... For anybody who pays attention and remembers, she's Jewish. Is that a good thing to be? Uh, no, no, the Nazis are around. Right. So you see her in a really bad situation on Earth X, um, the Nazi version, or not? She's not a Nazi, but the in the Nazi-controlled world of Earth X, you see that Felicity, which is a pivotal pivotal moment in the story. Um, anyway, they, something they did different this year in this crossover than the previous ones. They didn't they didn't do a crossover. This time they did a movie. It's a four-hour, well, takeaway commercials is three-hour plus one big movie. And it feels like it. You do not feel like you're watching Supergirl show and then Barry's show, you know, Flash's show and then Green Arrow's show. You're not watching their individual shows. It is completely blended across the board, very well-balanced, um, great so, effects. Okay. They spent a lot of money on it. Supergirl's been part of this universe for two years now, right? This is two and a half now. Okay. This is this is the third year. Are they ever going to combine the universes where she's actually on the universe itself or no? I think if they didn't do it with Flashpoint, they're probably never going to do it. It's the fact that, to me, it's always, sooner or later, they're going to run out of us. Because they always do a crossover every year, which is great. I love the crossover. Mm-hmm. Sooner or later, you have stop getting excuses to get her in that universe. They had them every single summer in the, in the comics, which is Justice League and Justice Society for... Two decades and yeah, never ran out of reasons. It's changed. That audience has changed. Yeah, but they've got enough. If they want to create original stories, they can. If they want to pull from comic stories, they've got the last 80 years worth of stories to pull from. That's And you know it's not going to go for more than another three, four, five years before there's such a major change up. See, with CW, I'm not sure. Like Supernatural is still going pretty strong. Well, that's true. And that's, that's been true. like... 30 years? I don't even know how long the show's been. <laughs> I think 12 or 13. It, it's a long time. <clears throat> Which is a long, it's a long time. Um, but it, it's a it's a great crossover. Um, there's one part that they haven't resolved at the 75% mark. By end of part three, they're not resolved. I don't know if they're going to do it in part four, but I have to mention it because I was so excited to see her. There's a character that appears and offers Barry some water at his wedding. Like, 
people are milling about before the wedding starts. You know, the groom is okay. pacing back and forth, everything else. Yeah, and there's some caterers walking around with drinks for people as they're getting ready. Um, and the drinks are just water and things like that. And there's this short, um, I don't know if the actress is black or his, Hispanic, but dark or combination or what, but that's, that's the visual look with her hair back into a braid that comes down over her shoulder, kind of short, who walks up to Barry and asks him if he wants some water. She has lemon and seltzer and, you know, different things, whatever. And she's very excited and she starts talking kind of fast and she's just so excited to be here. And da, 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 da. Well, for anybody who knows the comics and has been reading them like I have for decades, that was um, Jenny, who ends up being XS, who is Barry Allen's granddaughter from the future, a member of the Legion of Superheroes, who has come back in time just to be there and watch her grand no her grandfather at his wedding. That's exciting. That's good it, news. it was. It's one of those kind of like we were saying. There might be comments that Thanos or somebody says in Avengers that don't mean anything to the general audience, but if you get it, it's really really cool. For anybody who doesn't know who Jenny is, okay, here's just a 30 seconds of a scene. If you do know who she is, oh, that's so cool. Unless part four brings in the Legion of Superheroes to save the day, which is probably not happening because they're over on Supergirl doing their own thing, and they haven't been fully introduced yet. So Awesome news. I'm glad the Legion is nowhere near my top of the screen. I really am. <laughs> but I will say, Felicity, this is for you. Felicity is a big part of the story. Felicity's um, the reason I stopped watching the shows. I think you would like it. No. Th- but Felicity, Iris. Um, I love Iris. Alex, Sarah's, or Kara's sister on Supergirl. A lot of the human supporting characters are uh, Cisco, even though he's a superhero as well. Um, uh, Wynn from Supergirl. All these um, supporting characters all get a major part in this, which is kind of cool and she gets some of your i think if you had not been watching arrow for a while like if you finished watching arrow at season two or three mm-hmm. and still had a really good opinion of felicity and you watch this one you wouldn't think anything wrong you'd look at it and go oh, that's felicity she just gets you know moments here or there and she's just felicity uh, there's a moment where they're crawling through some air ducts to escape bad guys and it's her and iris and you know do you know where this is yeah well lead the way mclean you know she gets a nice tie hard reference in there and that wow. kind of thing but it's just cute, fun stuff. Yeah. So. They ruin that. I mean, once they ruin Felicity for me and Arrow, they win the Arrow for me. Because that's my favorite character the first couple of seasons. Yeah. The season's good. It's uh, really good. I'm sure it is. All right. So um, that was one TV news was EarthX, uh, the crisis in EarthX. Right. Uh, we had another small screen one to talk about um, that we haven't talked about in a while. The Walking Dead, actually. Yeah. What was T-W-D. that show about again? You know, this is funny because when this show first started, when you and I first podcast over a year now we've been doing this about a year a couple months that was the main topic always yeah and we yeah. don't really watch it anymore i mean we, we'd still watch it it's just we're not we're not as excited as about it that we used to be yeah last year there was the negan thing and after the negan thing and it kind of drug it really drove home just how formula it is and how we just aren't enjoying and this year they're doing it different this year is all action constant I'm only up to episode four now. I finished through the first four. I still got like two more to go before I'm caught up. But it's been one long action sequence for four episodes. Yeah. You do need some downtime. You just don't want to have lots of action for one episode, 10 or 11 downtime, and one more action one. This you, want, you want to go back and forth. This is the first year ever since Walking Dead came out there that my wife and I, if we don't watch that night, something big happened, we can watch it. Always the next day no matter what. Yeah. 
Didn't watch it on Sunday, just because we don't feel like watching it. Monday came by, still don't watch it. Tuesday came by, still don't watch it. Tonight, probably won't watch it. Yeah. Maybe we will. I, maybe tonight we probably will. It's just the fact that I'm just not in love with it anymore. Yeah. It, like I said, it's so formulaic that I, I don't care anymore. Well, I mean, and they're still playing some of their games and tricks with uh, focusing where they want to focus and not giving fans some of the stuff they want to see or being able to mix stories well. Right. They, they don't blend stories very well when you have multiple characters. At the end of episode one, and again, spoilers, but hopefully by now, anybody who cares is probably watching anyway. The end of episode one, you got Father Gabriel trapped in a trailer surrounded by zombies with Negan. Yeah, you don't see him again until... I think I just finished episode four. Maybe it's episode three, but three or four. I still haven't seen them again. Huge the last episode I saw was Father Gabriel. Okay. So, I mean, it takes, what, five, six, seven episodes before you get back to that story? Yeah. Really? Well, it's because Negan's in so many... Co- I think he does, like, five episodes a year. Yeah, it, it, it's... I mean, you can force them with that. Something I think they really should figure out how much screen time that is, film a bunch of it, and then edit it into other episodes and spread it out. Yeah. I think right now is they have so many different storylines going on at once. That at this point, it's not working anymore. No. And what do you think? That's the main problem with it because the ratings are considerably down. Yeah, they are. Season two. This is the worst ratings since season two. And usually by this time of the year, it picks up again. Okay. You know, miss yeah. episode, whatever it is. They're still down. I think it's there's so many good choices on TV right now and Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and all the rest. There's so many good choices of things to watch. If you're not pushing the envelope, if you're not creating first-class um, stories, people have other things to do, and they watch something else. That's the problem. The reason yeah. I watch it right now is not because I'm enjoying the show. I'm just investing these characters. Yeah. And that's probably the problem right now. They talk in about 20 seasons. It's not sure they on 20 seasons. Yeah. This show might go two or three more seasons if they're lucky. Um, I think The Fear of the Walking Dead and any kind of crossovers, it's, it's just it's too late now. I yeah. really do. I yeah, think they missed that's the not going to do much. I think the Eagles came out seen the Eagles because they weren't listening to fans early on they really weren't no no, no. and that's one of the problems with the show and um, I think that's coming back to them right now so I don't know we'll see if they can turn it around I don't know I, I hope they do but uh, I think it's uh, too, too, too late we're looking at the clock on the wall our time's about up here but we do want to make sure to get in the B-Man question of the week for next time I think you had something Christmassy yeah it's holiday up. season right yeah and you have two kids who both of your kids are adults now I don't know why I call them kids now they're still my kids uh, they're still kids right exactly the fanboys themselves. Right. What is the fanboy present of this year 2017? Like, what do fanboys want these days? Because, right. again, toys have changed a lot. When you yeah. and I were kids, yeah. there's always Star Wars. I want yeah. a new Han Solo toy. The, you know. Of course, there's a lot of Star Wars toys out today. But you're, but you're, but you're <laughs> that, right. That's true as well, yeah. But you're right. There, what is, that, that's a good question. What is the go-to gift or gifts for the season? Because I, I was a kid, my favorite ones ever, Death Star. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. All right. So, yes. so next time, we'll answer that question. Awesome. So for John Paul. Be man. We are out of here.